Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. DC's failing public housing. This is Kyle Cooper. A Silver Spring man charged with one murder awaits two additional murder counts. In Rockville, I'm Dick Giuliano. Overseas this morning, Asian stocks tanking across the board. Wall Street opens on a down note across the board from Monday trading. Good morning, 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. The January 6th committee has referred criminal charges against former President Trump to the Justice Department. Committee Vice Chair Liz Cheney. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. CBS's Nicole Killian says the committee also targeted others. The committee has referred four GOP lawmakers to the House Ethics Committee for failing to comply with their subpoenas, including Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Former President Trump is dismissing the charges against him as fake and accusing the panel of a partisan attempt to sideline him and the Republican Party. It was a busy day on Capitol Hill. Besides the final public hearing of that January 6th committee, congressional leaders un- unveiled a $1.7 trillion spending package in the early morning hours. It includes another large round of aid to Ukraine, a nearly 10% increase in defense spending, and about $40 billion to help communities nationwide recover from drought, hurricanes, and other natural disasters. Snow, wind, ice, and frigid temperatures are in the forecast for millions of Americans, says CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson. You've got brutal winds for the East Coast for Friday, and then a flash Flash freeze, where temperatures drop an incredible amount, 30, 40, 50 degrees in a span of a matter of hours, and probably about 12 hours, and then you could even get a coating of snow. So uh, basically, if you are traveling Thursday or Friday in the eastern half of the U.S., you should expect delays cancellations. Air travel continues to recover from pandemic lows. The FAA says about 200,000 flights are scheduled this holiday weekend, the most on Thursday, the fewest on Christmas Day. Orlando airport officials expect a 17% increase over last year. Airport CEO Kevin Tebow. Pack your patients, take some time, get here early. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. Many hospitals continue to struggle with an increase of patients suffering from the flu, RSV, and or COVID. Dr. Sean Granis at the Regent Strafe Institute in Indianapolis has a prescription. Ibuprofen and acetaminophen. Those handle fever, those handle chills, 
um, those handle uh, aches and pains that come along with these symptoms. At the White House on Monday, President Biden said he will not be silent as anti-Semitism grows. He spoke during a reception celebrating Hanukkah, the Jewish festival of lights. Silence is complicity, he said. The American Jewish Committee estimates four in ten Jews in the U.S. have concealed their Jewishness because of anti-Semitism. This is CBS News. Dell Technologies Days of Deals start now with specials on select business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. When Washington traffic is at its worst, WTOP is at its best. We're the original traffic, constantly watching the areas you drive most. Crash on Old Ox Road in Sterling and 606 is blocked. To bring you updates that save you time every 10 minutes on the 8th. Only on WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP at 403. Have a good Tuesday morning, December 20th, 2022. Hardly cloudy, chilly, the high of 40 degrees later today. You're waking up to 24 right now. And a good Tuesday morning to you. Thanks for taking us along for your 4 a.m. morning ride. Topping the local stories here at WTOP that we're looking at for you this morning. Unprecedented action by the January 6th committee just this week. If you have not heard yet, it referred four criminal charges Monday against former President Donald J. Trump to the Justice Department. We get more now from Capitol Hill and WTOP's Mitchell Miller on our Tuesday morning. Maryland Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin says the criminal referrals include inciting or assisting in an insurrection. The committee has developed significant evidence that President Trump intended to disrupt the peaceful transition of power under our Constitution. Part of the committee's final report has testimony from former White House aide Hope Hicks, who says the former president ignored her calls to preemptively tell the crowd on January 6th to remain peaceful. Also, the committee is recommending that four members of Congress be referred to the House Ethics Panel for failing to answer subpoenas. They include the House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. Now, former President Trump is this morning dismissing the committee's criminal referrals this week in a statement on his Truth Social account. He writes, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. He further writes that he went on television on that day, told everyone to go home. But members of the committee say Mr. Trump's aides were pleading with him for hours in advance of that to call off the mob. And he only did it reluctantly and very late at the end. WTOP News Time. Now, 405. It appears the location of the FBI's brand new headquarters locally is holding up the massive omnibus spending bill on Capitol Hill this morning. Roll call reports the chief hang up appears to be language the Democrats are trying to negotiate regarding the headquarters relocation project. It's expected a location in Maryland or Virginia locally will be the FBI's brand new home. Stay tuned. Will it be a first step toward fixing D.C.'s failing public housing system? One current member of the city's housing authority board who could soon be on her way out says, nope. Janet Parker says the plan to remove most of the current elected and independent members of the board, a vote is set for Tuesday, and install an appointed reform board gives the mayor too much power and the people lose their voice. I live in public housing. I've lived there for years. I go door to door and I talk 
to my constituents. I see them face to face and I ask them what they need and what their problems are. This action comes after a federal report said the city is failing to provide decent, safe and sanitary public housing. Tens of thousands of people are also waiting for a spot in public housing. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. WTOP at 406 Tuesday morning, December 20th. Now we turn to the local man facing multiple murder charges in Silver Spring this morning, including taking the life of an unborn child. As WTOP's own Dick Giuliano tells us Tuesday morning, the suspect in this case who is charged with killing a gas station clerk has been found mentally incompetent by a judge. 31-year-old Tori Moore, charged with first-degree murder, will remain in custody while undergoing further psychiatric evaluation. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy expects Moore will soon be back in court because during his arrest, police discovered the body of a pregnant woman in his home, dead at least a month. There is a second warrant still outstanding for Mr. Moore, where he is charged with the murder of the woman whose body was found in his apartment and with the death of the child that she was carrying at the time. The judge deemed Moore a danger who must remain in custody. McCarthy expects Moore will be sent to Clifton T. Perkins, Maryland's maximum security forensic psychiatric hospital. Dick Giuliano, WTOP News. True economic equity and inclusion starts with empowerment. At Melwood, a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities... We're committed to building a world where people with disabilities are fully included, starting with employment. When more people are empowered through employment, all of society benefits, and we can build a more sustainable, innovative, and equitable economy. Melwood is here to educate and partner with individuals and organizations to build a more inclusive workforce, develop pipelines, and provide strategies for equitable recruitment, hiring, and retention of people with disabilities. Ask yourself, what's your role in the equity equation? To learn more about how your company can diversify its workforce by recruiting and hiring people with disabilities, visit www.melwood.org. That's M-E-L-W-O-O-D.org. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. January 6th House Committee this week pushing for Donald Trump's prosecution. We'll explain the latest details for you coming right up on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Right, the time now is 408. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Over to Rich Hunter this morning at the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, they continue to pick up the work on the Adeloupe. They should south to the George Washington Parkway toward Georgetown Pike again. You should be getting by two lanes to the left now as they continue to pick it up. On the Adeloupe between Route 7 and I-66, again, no evidence. They have started to pick up. So for now, you're still getting by single file to the left. Interloupe, uh, they are picking up between Arlington Boulevard and I-66. Again, stay left to get by as they continue to back up along the right side, getting the barrels out of the roadway. Works than it was, 66 eastbound between the Prince William Parkway and 234 Southern Road, gone. Eastbound between uh, 29 Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway. They were in the process of picking up that work. Still have a little ways to go, but you should have all lanes open soon. And then eastbound, as you head east of the exits for the Beltway toward Falls Church, the work zone blocked the right lane of three. Westbound, the work in both the main lanes and the express lanes before and after uh, the Manassas Rest Area. Both work zones picked up and cleared. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. Fitzway used cars best. 
Visit fitsmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Not a bad-looking Tuesday and Wednesday. Both days, low to mid-40s with sunshine. Thursday is the day to watch for. The rain making it its way in. Could make travel rather difficult. High temperatures in the mid to upper 40s on Thursday. Friday, highs early, upper 40s to low 50s, but then much colder during the afternoon as Arctic air makes its way in for the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're looking at 27 degrees in Gaithersburg, 29 Arlington, 26 in Lanham. We are at 24 degrees in our nation's capital right now. This check brought to you this morning at the 4 a.m. hour on WTOP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. In 2022, Oxfam will fight inequality to create a future of equal rights and equal treatment so that everyone can thrive, not just survive. At OxfamAmerica.org, learn how you can offer life-saving support to people experiencing crises right now while working to tackle the root causes of poverty and injustice for the long term. Together, let's make equality a reality at OxfamAmerica.org. Sponsored by Oxfam America. This is WTOP News. CBS News Special Report. The January 6th committee has recommended that the Justice Department prosecute former President Trump on a number of criminal charges, including insurrection. Committee member and Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin in an interview with CBS News. And instead of calling the Joint Chiefs of Staff or the Secretary of Defense or the National Guard or the D.C. Police or the Capitol Police, he sent out a tweet saying... Mike Pence did not have the courage to do what needed to be done. In other words, he further assisted the insurrectionists. On Capitol Hill, CBS's Nicole Killian says the committee also recommended that federal prosecutors charge some of Trump's aides and advisors. The committee also recommended potential prosecution for several Trump allies, including conservative attorney John Eastman, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and personal attorney Rudy Giuliani. The committee will release its final report on Wednesday. CBS News Special Report. I'm Christopher Cruz. More now about the unprecedented referrals this week. Dimitri gets on Skype with National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff DeFore for his take. We learned that they feel that they have enough evidence on four counts to refer those counts to the Department of Justice. Obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States on multiple instances, conspiracy to make a false statement, and then assisting, aiding, or comforting an insurrection. They also referred four members of Congress to the Ethics Committee for failure to comply with lawful subpoenas, among them the likely incoming Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. They've made very clear they think they have all the evidence to prove all of these charges. Unlike the charge of perhaps the most explosive charge, they did not refer. Uh, seditious conspiracy, they did not refer that one to the Department of Justice because they didn't feel that they had the evidence to support it. But Jamie Raskin, our local Maryland congressman who sits on the panel, said along with the evidence that the Department of Justice has collected, they may at some point gather enough evidence to indict on that if they so choose. There was a little snippet of new video. It was from a former Trump assistant, Hope Hicks, and she outlined the fact that the former president, then current president, was saying, I'm not worried about my legacy being tarnished, essentially, because if I don't win again, it doesn't matter what my legacy is. And I've been hearing some at least former Trump supporters take that little bit of video and say, look, it's clear that this guy wanted to win, but has a crime actually been committed? here. What are you hearing from the, the experts you've been reading about? It's one thing to say that the president did wrong. Is it another to try to get to the level of an actual crime? The legal experts I've talked to and read seem to think 
that there is enough here. Now, there's a huge caveat, and that caveat is the committee threw the book at Trump, essentially, but they don't have the authority to throw the book all the way at him. They have to hand off the book, if, if I can torture the metaphor a little bit more, so that the DOJ can throw it all the way. This is very much about the DOJ and now the special counsel, Jack Smith, making that determination with the additional evidence that they've come up with. We're assuming they're going to have some additional evidence. Making a case in the committee room, I would add, is much different different from making a case in court, which is much different also in turn from making a political case to the public. So that's where we are now. The panel has made its case to the public, but now we are really where the legal rubber hits the road in terms of whether the special counsel can make this match up with the evidence he has and get charges filed. That's National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff DeFore. He's also the author of the Sunday Nightcap Newsletter that recaps each week in Washington, previews the week ahead, and includes an interesting cocktail recipe each week. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. We know you're listening to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather on your commute. But what about when you're at home? Listening to WTOP on your smart speaker is easy. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP. Or, okay, Google, play WTOP. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment of today's top news at home on your smart speaker. WTOP, Washington's top news. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It is the morning, December 20th, 2022. 415 Indeed Sports Time and Rob's turn this morning. With Gordy Howe's sons in attendance at Capital One Arena, Alex Ovechkin did not reach another milestone, but the crowd was thrilled by the Capitals 4-3 win in which Peter Laviolette said of Ovi. Sometimes he, you can just see him. He wants it. He looks like he's, he's got it in his eyes. And, you know, he had some, he had a post tonight and he had some looks in the third period. And, you know, he's, he's, he's slinging it. You know? <laughs> yeah, and Ovi assisted on the first of Nick. Dowd's two goals in 11 seconds, the second fastest back-to-back goals in franchise history. Ever do that in a game before, Nick? No, usually they're spread out over multiple games, so that was good. Dowd's one-liner courtesy of NBC Sports Washington and the Caps' seventh win in their last eight, courtesy of Dmitry Orlov's goal in the final seconds of overtime. The Green Bay Packers got a much-needed 24-12 win over the L.A. Rams to keep their slim playoff hopes alive, needing to win out. And get a lot of help, some of it from the commanders who currently cling to the last NFC wildcard spot, entering a short week against a tough opponent in San Francisco when Ron Rivera is calling for all hands on deck for the stretch run. This is what you live for. This is the crunch time of it, and you got to want to be there and got to want to be part of it and do whatever you can to get on the field. And hopefully some of these guys are healthy enough and ready to go, and we're not going to expose anybody that's not ready. But if a guy can be out there to help us, we'd sure love to have him on the field. We'll see if that finally includes Chase Young, who's season debut has been delayed multiple times. It will include Taylor Heineke as the starter. As Rivera said, he's not yet inclined to make a change at quarterback. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 417 on WTOP. Metro says it's fixed its long-troubled app and claims the era of what was known as those ghost buses is over with now. Standing here on the corner of 40th Street Northwest in Benton, Metro's site says a D2 bus should be approaching any minute now. 
And there it is. With the new update, Metro has gotten rid of buses that say they're on their way but never show up. They were called ghost buses. And previous to the fix, buses that were taken out of service for repairs or driver shortages still appeared like they were coming on WMATA's bus ETA site. According to data from Metro Hero, around 12% of Metro buses that were scheduled never showed up this year. But the transit agency says that the new fixes that will also appear in Google Maps and the transit app will fix the problem and give you a better estimate about when a bus will actually show up. In Northwest D.C., Luke Luger, WTOP News. Good Tuesday morning, December 20th. Welcome to WTOP, where the time now is 418. Rodney, good weather, 88, and when it breaks, good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, getting closer to picking up a couple of the Beltway work zones. First on the Interloop, as you head north of Arlington Boulevard toward I-66. Looks like they are just about done picking up. Should now have all lanes open there, so good news. On the Interloop of the Beltway, they've been picking up the work between the GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike again. Almost done picking that one up. They well, looks like they've got another quarter mile of barrels to get out of the roadway, then you'll have all lanes open, but getting much better quickly. Uh, no change on the antelope between Route 7 and I-66. You're still getting by single files left through the work zone, and no evidence yet that they have started to pick up that work. 66 eastbound between 29 Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway. You've been getting by that work zone. Single files left. As of late, delays have eased there. Uh, they were working on 66 eastbound, just east of the Beltway exits as you go over top of the Beltway toward Route 7. And there the work zone blocked a single right lane. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 going to be in weather alert mode later this week. Now, first of all, your Tuesday, Wednesday, no problem. It's chilly, but it's not too bad with sunshine out there. Thursday's the day the storm moves in. We'll see rain. Some of that could be heavy at times. High temperatures in the low to mid-40s, but rising temperatures overnight. By Friday morning, still seeing rain around the area. Temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s. Once the cold front moves through, though, we could see a couple of snow showers and quickly falling temperatures. Wind chills by Friday evening will be in the 20s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're waking up to 24 degrees in Reston, 29 Bethesda, 22 in Woodbridge. We're at 24 and holding in our nation's capital. This 4 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, 20th of December, 2022. Welcome in. Glad you're starting your early morning with us here at WTLP. This check brought to you this morning on WTLP by Newlock Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300, newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. WTOP at 420. The top stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. The House January 6th Committee urging the Justice Department to bring criminal charges against former President Trump for insurrection. The Supreme Court temporarily delaying the end of Title 42 this week. It keeps in place for now a Trump-era immigration policy that lets asylum seekers be quickly turned away at the border. And jurors in Los Angeles have found Harvey Weinstein guilty again of rape at his second sexual misconduct trial. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. For the time now is 421. Good morning. Glad you're with us. You know, I've been walking around the house today, and I guess I just never really noticed how many things Dad personally built with his own hands. The moldings, the cabinets, they don't make them like this anymore. I just can't bring myself to imagine taking him out of this house. But, you know, since this fall, he's really unsteady on his feet. And I'm afraid he could hurt himself. And it's just really too much for mom to handle alone. And with us both living so far away, it's becoming impossible to be here for them. Friends told me about the great experience they've had with Warm and Home Care. So maybe they can help us too. With Warm and Home Care, your loved one can stay safe and happy in their own home. While the caregiver provides essential services 
personal hygiene, medication reminders, light housekeeping, and more. Family-owned and operated, the Warman family has spent over 30 years providing happiness at home to families like yours. Learn more about the Warman difference at warmanhomecare.com. That's W-A-R-M-A-N homecare.com. Warman Home Care. Happiness at home. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. This is WTOP News. In the tech world now, Elon Musk should step down as Twitter CEO. That, at least, is what the majority of Twitter users are saying this week, after Musk recently conducted that poll asking if he should stay or go. CNET editor-at-large Ian Schur joins WTOP to talk more about what happens from here. One of the things that Elon Musk has kind of become known for is how really he can decide to do all sorts of stuff all the time. He says one thing, does another. He tends to go against the grain. He does all sorts of weird stuff. And look, this has helped him become a popular businessman with a lot of people, right? A lot of people, especially who enjoy the idea of an underdog who is willing to shift and change a lot, particularly when they're running a company like Tesla. That makes sense. But the problem, of course, is that now He's running one of the most influential communication platforms in the world, and I don't know whether he's planning to run it tomorrow or not. Yeah, and are we to believe if Musk does relinquish the CEO title that he won't run the company from the shadows? After all, he does own the company. I was going to say, it's not very many shadows when you own the entire company. (laughs) I think that reality is that, indeed, the question comes after he decides whether or not he will truly step down. And let's say he'll follow what he said, and he will. Then the next question, of course, is who's he going to pick to replace him, right? Is it going to be another Elon Musk type who's a culture warrior? Is it going to be Mr. Rogers, but it's someone who gets so much pressure from Elon Musk that it turns toxic? Or is it someone who's going to be able to stand up to him, even though we've seen from his interactions with reporters and other employees at Twitter, he does not like dissent, right? He does not like it when people disagree with him, and he often shuts down debate rather quick. So I'm really curious to see what could happen next. You know, Ian, And what's happening with Elon Musk is part of a much broader issue, and that is we have these extraordinarily powerful social media companies that have information on all of us. And when there are beneficent dictators, right, we're okay. But what happens when they're not? Right. Well, and what we're increasingly learning is not just those questions, right, which are very key, but also we're finding out that within Silicon Valley and the tech industry, there is this kind of thread of odd extremism among a lot of the billionaires that exist in Silicon Valley, right? People who believe they say they want to be free speech absolutists is what Elon Musk calls himself. But uh, turn around, right? They'll support Kanye West while he was saying that he loves Adolf Hitler and why do people criticize Nazis? And at the same time, he'll ban accounts from journalists who ask him tough questions. And so I think part of the issue that we now have on top of all of this other stuff 
is that Silicon Valley, in a lot of ways, is having its mask ripped off, right? We're learning that there is a, a little bit of extremism among the people who are the most powerful that may not be something that all of us agree with. From the Tech World, CNET Editor-at-Large Ian Schur on the latest with Elon Musk this morning talking with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Two of the nation's biggest drugstore chains want to make sure they have enough children's pain relievers on hand in case your kids get sick with the flu or RSV this winter. CVS and Walgreens are restricting purchases with supplies limited and demand high. Kroger is asking shoppers to limit purchases. There are no limits at Walmart or Rite Aid. Justin Bieber says those sweatshirts, T-shirts, and hoodies being sold at H&M featuring his name and likeness are trash. And he's telling fans not to buy them. The singer says the shirts were created without his approval. It looks like legal marijuana businesses will have to keep living without access to banking services. Sources say legislation that would prevent federal regulators from penalizing banks for certain...